0: hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the chat venture podcast this week we're going to be talking all about the origin of ancient civilizations we've uncovered some new and very interesting facts we'll be chatting all about it also i think we're going to do our regular Catch up because I care about Michael and I care about how his week was. <laughs> how was your week, Mike? Did that make you feel was... awkward?
1: No, no, no. <laughs> you never make me feel awkward. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh,
2: and
1: I'm, I'm used to embarrassing myself. I enjoy it, honestly. So, you um, know, I, <laughs> I can never feel awkward.
0: Okay,
2: okay. Well, I'm very,
1: I'm very British in that sense. My humour is, is self-deprecating. Right. Well. So, Okay. So I, but it's been a very you, pa- painful week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was waiting for the self deprecation. So, yeah, it's painful. <laughs> was that just being in your own body or, 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 you know, in your own shell My mind. of a mind? Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or anything no, in
1: particular? Um, I mean, nothing interesting. I, I just, just be getting, getting old, I guess, which is quite, quite sad to say. But, uh, and, and probably, not not necessarily true because I'm only 33 but <laughs> but definitely i guess my body is starting to feel a little bit older i i went bouldering but. on monday which i usually do and mm. then and then on tuesday i think i was just stretching out my shoulder mm. a little bit and then i just felt a something strange and then oh dear basically that muscle one muscle in my shoulder just cramped up and it's oh, dear. and it's Feels like like it feels like having something solid, block solid. Not like your muscles should be soft. You know? Yeah, you can put like like a lump in, in my there. shoulder. Any kind of like weird movement I do, just suddenly it'd feel like it would seize up, and I'll be like, uh, okay. in, in severe pain. And <laughs>
0: Sorry, maybe that's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny, Chetan. <laughs> oh, it's very painful. Yeah, oh <laughs> correct. <laughs> no, no. This is the British me um, too. I, I awkward situations. No, 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 no! You're just saying this. Oh, you said that too.
1: Um, <laughs> and I'm a and a, I'm a masochist. I enjoy the pain as well. No, but okay.
0: Um, well, so did you did you see anyone to get it sorted? Is it sorted mm, out now? Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh. It feels a bit better, but I went to a, a physio and he did uh some acupuncture.
0: Acupuncture,
1: um, mm, which which worked, which really worked.
0: Doesn't that leave like lots of strange shapes on your back?
1: No, that's like cup, cupping, isn't
0: it? Oh, uh, that's cupping, which sounds
1: yeah.
0: all sorts of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's correct. Correct. Oh, did a physio. But... And we did some <laughs> cupping.
1: <laughs> um, but, but that's that's what um, a lot of swimmers and athletes have. You see, like circular yeah, marks. Yeah, it's in
0: vogue. Back, so. I've I've seen it. I've seen it in, in action. It's, mm. it's it's in vogue for sure.
1: Yeah. But no, no, the acupuncture. is just it's the needles, right? And, oh yeah, it's true. And as soon as they go into your back,
2: mm.
1: like m- my muscles just loosen up, and um, really and the pain, like literally within seconds, that's not disappears but subsides significantly. Mm. Um, I do find. I that remember I had yeah. it in. I had it in. Um, you know, I was I was lying down there for like ten minutes or something. Um, just enjoying. Like, like a a few minutes relief of pain, basically, mm. and and yeah, I, I I don't know what the acupuncture did, but it it like suddenly I just felt like you know like a twang. I can't describe okay. it as anything else. And then and it felt like a muscle in my back just suddenly like loosened up. You know, so cool and. I, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. I've always kind of like been curious about puncture, mm. but never quite uh, believed. It. Yeah, but it's definitely it definitely does something. I mean, what well, that something is, I don't know. But
0: it, it is quite unbelievable. You just look at the image of somebody full of needles in their back. But mm. I, I know like a lot of athletes and stuff like pro level Olympic athletes have been doing this, this stuff for a little while. Mm. Cupping's mm. become in vogue. It's, it's becoming trendy. But before that, and I know, I think lots of people are doing things like acupuncture and stuff. So mm. must be something to it. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I know that there I should there have were... my mind up to it. I should go get a. Yeah. I
1: don't think it's. Um, intersection. It's kind of seen as a you know um pseudo science or medicine anymore because i remember when we were at university there were some medical papers out on acupuncture at that Mm. time as well okay um it's yeah um so it's not like a holistic kind of like uh medicine in japan they they did all the time it's you know like this guy was a physiotherapist he wasn't like
0: but in japan they also do like things like ear picking Uh, i've been to a good ear picking in japan do you know what that is what's up no (laughs) so yeah so we're in Tokyo um I think it was my birthday and I just decided to do a lot of fringe things in Japan um but not like you know fringe not over the line fringe Mm. and uh, one of them was uh, ear picking uh, which in essence just involves cleaning your ear and I thought this is what it was about I thought ear picking was somebody takes a stick they put in your ear and they clean it out and it's 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 cool because you get clean ears that's it that's that's, that's mm-hmm. all i thought it was about you know somebody actually taking the time to clean out your ears rather than you doing it yourself so it's going to be better quality but turns out <laughs> then he asked you to pull down your pants <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 more where you have to rest your head while whilst picking <laughs> is going on you have to rest it on a lady's lap and i realized mm-hmm. that this was one of those little bit of a quirky uh, fetish things in Japan at that point. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just a whole feeling. Oh, sure you did. sure the, you
1: d- d- uh, I just realized when <laughs> I got in there, uh, <laughs> only after that I realized, but I'd already paid my money aside. Stay. <laughs> what <they> would say.
0: <laughs> we, we, we'd all realized slowly, there's three of us in different rooms and we all realized slowly <laughs> over time. And this is got a little, little, little quirky, this, uh, this, this, this ear picking thing. And, um, and 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 yeah, one of my friends said he didn't know where to put his head, like or how to lean it, so he just he just put his face face down into the lap and just spread his arms out wide. <laughs> it's just, it was, it was, yeah, it was interesting though. My ears were cleaner at the end, and they, and they do show you all the all the rubbish that was new here afterwards as well. Like, here you go, here's, here's what we did. Uh, f- not for me not too much but apparently for one of the other guys it was um, a fair bit so hey I, mean, it I, worked.
1: I i i would love to like have my ears cleaned out or something as well yeah if, if there if there's lots of stuff in there i would be like great you know take because <laughs> you don't you never know people you know i think i think cotton buds actually are quite bad for you aren't they supposed to be mm. but you actually end up pushing uh,
0: a lot of shit pushing down it down yeah and then uh, oil is, a, is a, it's a good way to go about it because Mm. like a little bit of warm olive oil that's clean can break break it down because the wax is oil-based and the warm olive oil warms up the wax but also it's it's oil-based and it'll mix up and make it flow out overnight Mm. um Mm. is supposed to be a really really good thing uh and and apart from that um i think you go to a doctor and they suck it out which which is a bit more extreme. I don't know how we exactly got to this point where we're talking about how to get rid of wax here. <laughs> um, I think it's acupuncture sent us down this road. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. yeah,
1: Okay, well, what about you? You're somewhere interesting as well, right? Sounds like it. I can hear yeah.
0: some birds in the background and... You can hear birds. Well, I've got headphones on, so this happens often with the headphone. The microphone picks up more than than I can hear with my headphones. Yeah, this week I've been working on the podcast uh, in two different ways. One is a trip deep into the jungle, which we'll talk about more, I think, in the next podcast, and mm. we'll play some recordings of the sounds and everything uh, that we'd heard in the jungle as we... Um, as we entered areas no one else had ever been. Um, The journey was also with an indigenous uh, person who was very, very like, you know, it was something that isn't an opportunity that that, that you can generally make happen. It would be very, very lucky that somebody from, we were allowed into a tribe first and then somebody from the tribe uh, was willing to take us. And then it was just like an amazing experience. Um, Mm -hmm. But we'll talk about that more. This is like a prelude. Then as soon as I ended, uh, of course, it's Easter now and we're in Colombia. So it's a big festival. It's a big time to celebrate. And we traveled, we have traveled to the town. My wife's uh, grandmother, who's 96, and her mom and the whole family was born in. Um and we thought we'd be the only ones arriving here, but when we arrived here, whole the whole family, the whole family just turned up. Yeah, a whole, all, all of her uncles and everyone like that.
1: She, so did uh did her parents meet there?
0: Her parents, her I believe, met in Bogota. Okay, I see what you mean. A Whole family from her mom's side. Oh, um, okay, okay. All yeah. right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her her dad's from another part of uh, Colombia. Um but yeah, when we arrived here, we thought we could going to be the only ones. And the, the entire family was like, it's like my big fat Greek wedding or something. Like everyone had traveled from Bogota <laughs> and other cities from Colombia. So, hey, I thought you were back where we were because we only live like 10 blocks away. How comes you're here as well? <laughs> <laughs> and the, journey, it's, the reason why it's so unlikely is because the journey here is completely bonkers. Uh, it's mm. eight hours of driving. Uh, progressively getting further and further away from any kind of uh, sense or civilization. It's like you you end up um, at some point crossing this huge river called the Magdalena. And around there, it's just crazy jungle and mountains and a big river. And once you cross it, you're on a main road <laughs> and you just turn off the main road and you go down this track and that's that and that's that's still four hours away from here um and you can just imagine that the road just got smaller and smaller and eventually at one point there were like waterfalls crashing onto the road and we had to like go around in our car yeah it's a real like and this is now like when when her mum was um remembering it like from just 20 years ago there was none of this it was just rocks all the way you know and um so the, what, there wasn't even a tarmac. It was just rocks all the way. And the road was like but it was, half the okay. size.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Here, here we wow. had tarmac, but it was still like, yeah, super steep roads, waterfalls crashing onto it, drops on, on, on either side. And, but so uh, you had
1: to drive through waterfalls or?
0: Basically right beside, like, they're, they're just crashing next to us and the water was flowing across the road. You just drive over the flowing water. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sounds awesome. It, it really is awesome. It was something out of a Colombian, like kind of like, a, you know, fantasy, if such a thing exists. Yeah. <laughs> and um, oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah. And you ride in the small town where they're at 10 PM tonight, they'll have a procession and we'll, we'll, we'll go all the candles. It's Catholic. So they'll have all their candles and they'll walk around the town square singing songs and stuff. And, uh, and, is and
1: that the quite, is there anything else that you do during Easter or there or actually? Because you know what? I I have no, I all I remember in the UK is that we have chocolate Easter eggs, yeah. <laughs> that's,
0: that's that's correct. Here, there are no Easter eggs, it'll probably melt. It's really warm yeah. and humid here, yeah. <laughs> and it rains like crazy. It's very tropical, a lot of like jungle around, but um, yeah, yeah, so there's no Easter eggs, but from what i from what i understand uh, the catholic traditions are mm. uh, no drinking i no eating beef only fish um i think today it's, it's only friday it's only a fish day um there's some like local customs as well like don't go to the river because okay. you'll become a fish and i don't mean to say that in like a in a way that might sound like condescending. I mean to say that, like, that's that's their custom, that's just kind of like the- It doesn't sound condescending. (laughs) No, it's just hard to perceive, yeah, exactly. That's how I wanted to come across. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. on a podcast, I'm not sure exactly how how how, how it comes across. But um, yeah, and also no, it's, exactly not, it. it's not it's
1: not it's not a good time to turn into a fish as as well on Easter when they when all they eat apparently is fish as well. If you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. If so you're a family that... member, go down to the river, turn into a fish, and be caught it. by your brother down the river. <laughs> that's
2: it. yeah, Exactly.
0: <laughs> that's what you exactly what you don't want.
1: If you'd want to turn into a cow.
0: Uh, but, yeah, or a lion, or something that you can you know no, get your back. You're not allowed <laughs> to eat beef. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> <laughs> well thought out. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly.
1: Thank you. That's my plan.
0: <laughs> as long as you can change back by tomorrow.
2: Otherwise <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like you're fucked in as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: You're in Colombia and you're a cow. <laughs> That's not going well for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, speaking of which, uh, I've got some interesting facts later on about um, about the Indus Valley civilization. And mm-hmm. and 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 cows, um, because we all know Hindus are very vegetarian in Valley valleys, where the civilization is supposed to have begun. But and 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 I got some interesting facts about that and cow cow eating, um, but but yeah. Up. yeah, yeah yeah. Well, well, yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, we'll, we're we're gonna save your story of the of the jungle for um, we are uh, another podcast so. We are so indeed the whole podcast. We can, podcast we can start about talking it. about the, the main topic. But then also, I, I like do remember octopus. I gave you one you task. You did uh, give me last a task. Week. You, well, you, not last week, you, actually, but um, in the last podcast.
0: You challenged uh, me, uh, I think, not to cry. Well, I, I don't know if
1: I said that, but I just wanted you to watch it. And, and I wanted to know if you cried or
0: did not cry. I watched it out here uh, in this remote remote town uh if there was ever a time i'm going to watch my octopus teacher which is a documentary on netflix he recommended and cry it would have been in this kind of secluded isolated quiet Mm. environment and Mm. uh, i watched it it is very emotional i did not cry (laughs) Did, 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 did you cry i held back tears <laughs> oh, 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 yo! That, that's one step more advanced than me.
1: I was like, I was like, I was like, mm. yeah. Because I, I remember I watched it with my mum, and I was okay. like, I can't cry in front of my mum. Like,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're on your own. You have, you'd have uh, um, so, No, I didn't cry. But see uh, why the, I, I was, the, the had ending is quite emotive. The ending is quite emotive. Yeah. And um, I don't know if we can do spoiler alerts. Uh, can we just because you 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 also became like. Um, Anti octopus eating after this as well. No, no, Had like a mean, profound honest, impact I, on you. No, I, I, I kind
1: of avoided <laughs> eating octopus even before that. Anyway. All right. Okay. Because I knew that they were like super intelligent animals. Um, yeah. I'd always, I'd always known I that think... anyway, and I was always kind of fascinated by octopus mm. as well. So mm. it wasn't that, but then you know, this program also this, when this documentary came out, mm. it was just like. Wow. It's like it showed the more emotional side of them as well, you know, uh, the rather than just the intelligent
0: was, aspect. Uh, the documentary seen, was kind of epic, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I'd
1: seen like even more crazy stuff in terms of like displaying intelligence before mm-hmm. I'd seen this, which was you know, it's it, this this uh, documentary displayed their intelligence a lot, but yeah, did. I'd seen even crazier stuff before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, like there's like there's like I remember seeing um, documentaries on BBC where they're, where they toss in laboratory kind of like Mm. environment. They, they toss them with solving a whole bunch of different, um,
0: puzzles uh, puzzles
1: and stuff like that. And they just do it. Um, but this one was like the more emotional side, which was like, wow, like they quite clearly are emotional animals as well,
0: which was, Mm. yeah, it's, yeah, I think, I think, Okay, so, so just to give a little bit of a brief overview of the documentary, uh, without giving away any spoilers. Let's mm, not give uh, away spoilers. No, no no spoilers. But basically, it's, it's, it's based in South Africa in, in a kelp forest in South Africa. And a guy um, is inspired to visit this kelp forest to, uh, to every day for just over a year, I think. And he mm. dives quite deep, um it's quite crazy violent water cold water but he still he dives quite deep and he eventually he meets this octopus and he just gets interested in it and and follows it for every day for a year and builds a relationship with an octopus that you would think you could only build with like a another mammal or a pet really um Mm. You know, maybe like a bird a or a right? dog or something like that. And which, and so that's, 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 that's the premise. It's really fascinating how, uh, what it looks like, you know, an eight legged invertebrate, purely <laughs> a relationship with, with a human, what that looks like. And you do get emotionally captured into it. And I, yeah, I'm still a little skeptical if the octopus felt anything.
1: Mm. what about uh, that part What well, that
0: part where where uh she's playing with the fish she's playing but she can play and then just play i don't, I don't think that she i, I know if, if it was <laughs> that moment um at the end again trying to spoil anything what mm. no okay okay let's just make this point and then and then Maybe move on because we're going to end up spoiling things for people who want to watch it. There's no way to talk about this without talking about certain details, but yeah. So, so I think she's playing with the fish at the end, and then she turns to basically play with him too. Um, hmm. I don't think that spoils anything, uh, and it feels like she's really excited to see him. The octopus really excited to see him, and it could be. Because I want to believe that yeah, too. He,
1: she knows he's been there.
0: He's been there for a or, while. Right? It's not excitement. It's just she's playing with fish, and there's another thing that she likes to play with right there. Mm. Uh, you know, and I guess and,
1: it, it depends on what you class as emotion. Like, do you mean just like, do you would you say it has to be intelligent emotion rather than just uh, uh, happiness, um, sadness, fear? Like a bit more a bit more intelligent emotion like yeah, um. I, w-
0: <laughs> I wonder what's I mean. going on like if when 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 he's stroking her and stuff like mm. is she actually because that's a very mammalian thing to do right for example because mm. this, this is what we're associating it with right so when some when a dog decides to see you he wants to touch you and jump on you and <sighs> you know, make contact with you. And, and you understand that because, you know, you stroke a dog and you're very, it's a very mammalian thing to do is to show, you know, that you care for each other by touching and stroking, grooming each other. And we're looking at this invertebrate and we're seeing similar things. I wonder if she's getting anything out of him stroking her, for example, if the octopus is getting anything out of her uh, being stroked. I don't know what experiments we could do to kind of see if there's, if there's anything happening positive inside them when they're being stroked or if they, or or if that's not the case, but then again, again, it's very difficult because we're saying that, okay, so if that's not the case, doesn't mean that it's, she's not getting anything out of, Mm. you know, we, we, we just measuring it that way. We're not going to get a result because it's not a mammal, but maybe they're getting something else out of it. Some weird invertebrate thing that we have no idea. Can't understand.
1: You're just, you're just too heartless and
0: analytical, Chetan. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> you, you know what my first thought was when I when I saw them interacting. I thought that's a very clever octopus because there's a bigger friendly the, the, the human being represents mm. objectively a big friend. A, a, some some something that isn't gonna hurt the octopus in this scenario. They've they've established that. Like he's not gonna do mm. that. Octopus has realized that this one's not gonna hurt me. He's just looking to record me. Well they didn't realize he's looking to record me, but you know, he, he's not here to hurt me. And um then he asked the question in the documentary, oh, but why why uh would it what does it get out of this? And he said, I can't help but to think that it gets some sort of a weird kind of octopus buzz, I think, out of uh being with, uh, you know, I, no, I think I he think said like that massive intelligence is stimulated by another massive intelligence. Like, you know, the human being and the octopus together is stimulated by the interaction, right? Mm. Um, which might be the case, but also I was thinking, wait, if he's a friendly creature and he's human and he's big, like he's many times the size of the octopus, he probably weighs like 80, 90 kilos as octopus weighs like one. Right. Mm. What a cool thing to be hanging out with something that's so much imagine in the sea you had a whale friend. No Mm. one's gonna mess with you. And you can hitch rides, and you know, (laughs) and that's exactly what it was doing. It was hitching a ride on the human, and it was, you know, you know, I I think there's there's a lot of practical things, and then we might be reading too much into it. Um
2: but it clearly did
0: remember him, it clearly did not feel threatened by him and want to play with him.
2: Mm.
0: Those three three things are true. Mm. Whether it felt something for him, like some sort of an attachment, like a dog would. I have no idea. Um, I didn't see anything in the documentary, which, which convinced me that that's definitely the case. That said, if I saw a documentary of a dog the first time, behaving with a human maybe i wouldn't be convinced by that either for the first time ever you know but if i saw like 10 different ones and interacted with a dog myself which is exactly how i know dogs are friendly and care about people that's, i
1: guess that's the thing yeah. really i mean it's hard to display uh to show emotion just through you know, a video or something like that
0: the other thing is that and they're expressionless, right so it's like again it's hmm. hard to there's no sound yeah. there's there's but i mean the, th- the thing
1: is you know you have to you have to kind of like trust uh, that um this person he's the one that actually experienced it and it's he true. says it is yeah. and it's it's through it's this true. um um you know this it's, it's through other people's experience that you have to you know you have to make your own um assumptions basically and if he says he had an emotional experience with it i believe him
0: i believe him. he he might have but yeah. you know i think i think i think we've all liked girls who never liked us back it could, it could just be another one of those <laughs> you know it's like i oh, feel so much but then it turns out that no there's nothing on the other end
1: <laughs> but but i think you would only like a girl if you knew if i mean if she was a robot you wouldn't like her right
0: that's another topic. I hope not. Oh yeah, actually, that's true. There
1: are probably definitely some people that yeah. do. <laughs> but, yeah. And maybe
0: it's indistinguishable at some point. And yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I mean, don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like I, I mean, it's through, maybe through sound, the yeah.
1: human it's through the human um you know, like uh, experience that you actually you actually have to you know trust these uh, experiences and these these stories. And mm. Can I can I make a transition? Yeah, why not? <laughs> gone. So in the same way that you have to kind of trust these, trust yeah, these um, uh, stories, there's always something there. There's no smoke without fire, right?
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> and, and and it's the same with you know historically speaking, there are many 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 stories.
2: Uh, <laughs> yes. Classic many, many, many Mike stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: cool. Um, I see the connections about ancient civilizations and all this kind of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's too easy to just dismiss them. But like I said, there's, there's no smoke without fire. And
0: so, what's the smoke that we're talking about here? What's the smoke?
1: Um, the smoke is. uh So, well, we've got to set up set up first which is okay so we're gonna we're gonna talk start talking about the uh one question firstly did you watch it with diana
0: diana oh did i watch the documentary (laughs) what a transition i'm gonna transition back (laughs) back quickly just before i start very very quickly I, i i did watch it with diana uh she was amazed um and she was convinced as well that there's an emotional connection between the octopus and the person. And she was amazed by did that. She cried. She did not cry. And she, I think if she saw octopus in the menu tomorrow, she'd ask for it grilled. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but it speaks to, it speaks to another thing, which is that I think I, I do recognize that it's on a very human level. Animals that you can make connections with, uh, it's, it's, it is, it is, we, we only eat them because we just don't know that particular individual that we're eating, right? And I'm conscious of that, you know, mm, fact, yeah, yeah. you know, a cow is something that you can become friends with you can stroke it and it likes you and it comes to look for you and you know whatever and now you can make all the same arguments come to look for you because it thinks you got apples but also it will kind of like be friendly to you and stroke you know rub its head against you and stuff and 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 that's all of them there there was a pig in the jungle which was a really cute thing there's a little baby pig uh it's so in the jungle we stayed with um uh, uh uh what's what's called um the Arawako tribe, or Iku in their own language, and mm. they actually have been traditionally since thousands of years ago, which is almost another transition.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we
0: can ag- use it as another transition. Yeah, <laughs> agricultural uh, ag- agricultural community. They 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 they've, they've been domesticating animals and and foods uh, independently. The Tairona civilization since way back, and they continue these. Um, How far back? To be honest, I don't. They say they they say that their civilization started around four thousand years ago, and okay. um, and and that they have always been well from there. See, so they they don't write down their history. um <clears throat> It's just the Spanish. So certainly, since the Spanish have been here. They have Mm. observed them as being agricultural and quite sophisticated in agriculture too. you know, farming things like yucca, potatoes, um, fruit trees, and domesticated animals. Of course, pigs and cows are European domesticated animals. So, but, 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 you know, it's not, it's not a completely imported tradition to domesticate the animals before you eat them. Mm. Just the type of animal is just more efficient, right? Pigs are Mm. everyone in the world eats the same things pretty much now because they're very efficient animals to keep um anyway the mother didn't have had a lot of piglets and she couldn't uh rear another one and so it was just running around like trying to look for food and stuff and eventually made it to the kitchen and uh it would hang around the kitchen with us and it it, it was really cute and it was really smart because it found a piece of like plastic bag and it took it and it put it down the floor by itself and it slept in the plastic bag. And that was his bed for the next week. You know, <laughs> no, it's like, <laughs> yeah. And it would run around and it, and it would try and like attack your shoe. And then when, you know, and when you move the shoe, you get really angry at you, uh, at you and your shoe. Or sometimes it would get ang- angry at you because you wouldn't give it food. And uh, we'll just start like squealing, you know, mm. acting really, really annoyed. <laughs> and it had a personality, it had a little personality it liked some people and it liked to be stroked by them. And, and, uh, it really liked to be stroked by certain people. You know, I like to sleep in a spot with this little plastic bag. Um, <laughs> oh. yeah. And that's, that's also bacon. So it's kind of a hard, once, yeah, once you man. know it, that that's the creature, yeah. then, yeah. uh, it's hard to, um, I would never eat that pig, for example. I'd, I'd yeah, exactly really right. struggle. You to,
1: most people wouldn't eat dogs yeah. as well.
0: For that same uh, reason, and octopus, and I think there's a lot of, so so what I'm trying to say is uh, um, eat more fish, destroy the ocean but just leave the octopus alone. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like I think even even to some extent fish have this too. So, so, so I think that was a realization that I struggle with Mm. and it it just re-highlighted that fact because it's not necessarily about intelligence, right? I think you wouldn't eat something or kill something, not just because it's intelligent, because you definitely kill Mm. intelligent things, things that Mm. are nice to you, things that can have emotional connection to you. That's Mm. what makes it difficult. Um, You know, um,
1: and that's why I think yeah. a lot of people they don't want to know, or they don't want to think that these creatures are intelligent, or, exactly. emotionally intelligent. or can
0: be emotionally attached. And 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 uh, mm. I wonder, I wonder, because we have as mammals certain uh, hormones which get released, like oxytocin, when we make contact, and. I'm not saying that this is a sum of of like the experience mammalian experience of emotion, but we certainly can see uh changes in our neurochemistry that's consistent uh when 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 we experience things like touch and togetherness and things like this, and you can mm-hmm. induce it to you can add these chemicals and people will feel this way. I wonder what the analog in the octopus brain was. What is happening in the octopus brain when it's making contact with the human? Is there a release of because they're also solitary animals, so they're not really mm. they don't really care about touching each other or anything so much, you know, mm. to, to to build connection and to you know because a lot of our emotions are are, are about that, so you know
1: yeah there's, there's no evolutionary I mean, advantage they, to them they, actually having developed these kind of like
0: yeah unless they're um, missing something and I would love to see more experiments because definitely from what you see um, and yeah to your point as well when you see these things that's not the point at which you dismiss them that's the point at which you become curious build a hypothesis and start to investigate it more um, sure. and that the documentary does does give cause for that it is a very very cool documentary anyway mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So okay. Tyrona people. uh, You know, your old segue, I think I think we should do it now. I I think we should introduce this thing. So uh, do you mind if I just give the uh, give give the opening? I I do mind. Yeah, I do do mind. All right, yeah. well, if you mind, But go uh, ahead. <laughs> That's the most awkward thing. Okay, so no, I'm I'll, 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 I'll introduce how um uh, how, how I came across this idea. I remember a while ago I came to mm. Dubai to visit you and I, I stayed with you and your dad. And at the mm. time your dad the whole floor of your apartment was covered in uh, chapters of of a book mm. he was writing, just paper uh, everywhere that he was writing, and then sorting out the, you know, resorting the ideas physically, mm. and that's when he introduced me to some of these uh, concepts of maritime trade because he's a uh, he's in shipping, and mm. how in maritime trade was the basis from which we built all of our civilizations because that's when we effectively connected with each other, started to build organized civilizations. That's what that's what pushed it. Um, And then he's got a lot of evidence uh, for Well, I
1: think that's why there was so much uh, paper, because well, I mean, there is a significant lack of evidence um, from, you know, however long, how longer he is taking it back, at least anyway okay um and so yeah he had to just try and pick up as much evidence as there was possible and a lot of it comes from um ancient scriptures a lot of it out of mainly out of india oh, wow. um and and then like i was saying before a lot of it is um based on you know myths and stories and stuff like that which which you know people shouldn't just dismiss because a lot of these yeah, they come from something,
2: and
0: and geology, right? Too, like like and actual. Oh yeah, of course, like scientific. people are finding. Yeah, 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 yeah. finding. So of... like
1: modern science helps a lot, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, like... otherwise, we'd just be basing it all on stories. And...
0: Yeah, so yeah, there's there's like sonar of of new new finds basically on the shelves of various countries like India and. Um, on the ocean mm. shelves. But also, um, you know, like the
1: yeah. your your research into bananas as well, and how, how we can trace mm-hmm. back that trade. Um, thousands and thousands of years ago, as well It's it's something that we wouldn't be able to do with that one technology and science.
0: Yeah, it's um, true. Uh, very true, because they had to, it's only new technology that's allowing us to see um, in archaeological sites and detect a starch grains and silica crystals than uh, <laughs> that indicate, yeah, it's basically just to give a little light touch on that point. Then um, it, it, it basically the, adds weight to these stories. The as well. longest time, well... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're both very keen. Uh, I,
1: I felt like you wanted to finish saying something there.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so for the, for, the, for the longest time, everyone thought that back in the day, uh, people just ate meat and that's because all the archaeological sites just showed us that you know we could detect the meat that they were eating through like proteins and lipids and bones because they last a long time Mm. we could see it in the archaeological sites but we didn't have the technology to detect things like starch grains that were from Mm. way back when now we do and we can clearly see in the same sites that ancient like you know neolithic people were not just eating meat they were also eating lots of root vegetables and things like that um you know Mm. and so so yeah, technology can shift our perspective and mm. because of what we can measure and detect the new things we can measure and detect, uh, realize that are real. Okay. So that, so yeah. Continue Mike. <laughs> I, no, I mean, yeah. Like bolstering the, your
1: these, point. The, these new, like, um, yeah. uh, scientific discoveries just add more weight to these, um, these stories, um, mm. and myths and, uh, from, mm uh pre ancient history or even prehistory, you know. So mm. like um the main the main one that basically one knows because not just because of well because there is a story there are stories of the flood, you know? Yeah. Um stories of the flood, which is not just um Noah's Ark or all that it's there every almost every single country around mm. the world or culture around the world has a Flood story,
0: exactly from around the same time too. Right? Yeah. um
1: mm. And it can't just be, you know. We we just see it as like, you know, odds. Oh, you know, no. We listen to the story of Noah's Ark that he uh built a ship and um it brought on all the animals, and you know, it just sounds so preposterous, outrageous that everyone mm. just says it's just a story. Careful but bike. you know, but then you have, but no, no. But I mean, <laughs> you have no, um, just stories to- from. Jesus, you behind me. Yeah, i him. Um. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, um, yeah. And, but then you have you have stories of the flood from India, from Southeast mm. Asia, Australia, um, um, and there's probably mm. many, many more that I don't know about. Mm. Um, and usually the same. Um, sometimes different. Like Noah's Noah's um, ark. Is I think the flood is caused by lots of rain, isn't it? But
0: I, believe so, yeah.
1: I think the majority of flood stories it's from the sea.
2: Mm. Um
1: and often involves tsunamis. Um okay. and you know, Atlantis is another one of those as well, right? Um underwater
0: civilization mythical underwater civilization.
1: No, no, no. A story that, that got destroyed by Ah, uh, okay, I see, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um so these all must come from somewhere mm. and something. And it's not too far fetched because we now know there were periods of great flooding. Yeah. And it's the smoke post, post ice age. That's, mm. that's the smoke is the stories and the fire is, is well, new scientific knowledge that we have. It's not even new anymore yeah. is that we know that there were, uh after the post ice post-ice age periods of a lot of flooding mm. um there were i think there were three major ones i think like nineteen thousand years ago uh another one, 10 or twelve thousand i can't remember and mm. and another one was about five thousand six hundred years ago interesting and i think that was was where the that one was the major one where we saw um the black Sea which was once a freshwater lake. Right. And we know that also from shells. Um, yeah. Uh, the shells from inside the Black Sea, which were only freshwater, mm. which were only lived in freshwater before. Yeah. Um, also, also, which, which is now flooding, by the way, saltwater, which is now saltwater yeah. connected mm. to the, connected to the Mediterranean through the Bosphorus mm. and the Dardanelles. And that, mm. that was once, um, um, There was, I think, a a glacier there, Mm. an ice ice, uh, uh, dam, essentially, Mm. Um, and that broke through, and that's how um, the uh, freshwater lake, which used to be where the Black Sea, and much smaller, um, flooded in um, and made it the Black Sea that it is today. Um, And there was also a lot of flooding um, Mm. off uh, off the coast of... uh, Around the North Sea as well, and we can see that by large silver right. deposits there. Um, yeah, and, and like a
0: lot of uh, woolly mammoth carcasses, just preserved because they were grazing. Even it was, it was grassland, and then now they're all just it's all just flooded. Yeah,
1: they've they even found evidence of humans of human settlements there as well. Oh <laughs> wow, that's yeah.
0: pretty crazy. Yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, so I mean, there was a lot of flooding.
2: Yeah. And, okay. Let's
1: let's say if <laughs> the last one was about um, oh, sorry, not five thousand nine hundred years ago, about yeah. five thousand six hundred, about five thousand six hundred BC. So that's mm. more like um like eight thousand years ago. So right. Um,
0: okay. So marking you know, those
1: dates. No. Huh?
0: Yeah. I, I continue. Yeah. yeah.
1: So the general you know, how history and archaeology usually works and how we kind of like uh, decide where civilization began is through archaeological digs and sites which are always on land where mm. land is today mm. but we don't take into account that of course we, we had a discussion before that the 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 land looked a lot different like uh, around this time right Uh, thousands of years ago. And, you know, so we, we have, but but for some reason, reason there's just no, there's no kind of like, um, connection between these stories that we have Mm. of flood stories and civilizations that were essentially swept away or, or sunk, um, uh, with, uh, Mm what our, our kind of very rigid idea of what history of the timeline of history is today you know that there's quite compelling like link of yeah. you know like what we know yeah. uh yeah. scientifically happened uh mm. after the ice age right we have these stories of yeah. great flooding um but we still like say cradle of civilization was um you know, uh, Mesopotamia.
0: Ah, okay, so I see your point here. Like, if the cradle of civilization was outside of Mesopotamia, mm. we wouldn't have come to know it yet because the oldest archaeological sites would have been on land, and that's no, that's no, no.
2: Meso- Mesopotamia. I mean, I'm just saying yeah. that
1: is that we 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 don't we we just in this rigid mm. kind of like idea and frame of thought which doesn't want to we just see everything outside of that as kind of like myth or stories as not to be taken seriously. You mm -hmm. know, the people, people who who want to dig further into that, you know, they're just kind of like as seen as like a A bit fringe. uh, Yeah. Like someone searching for the the fable of Atlantis, a little bit crazy. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Likes, likes to think of conspiracy theories and those kind of stuff, but there is, there is very, there's a lot of evidence now coming up for um, ancient civilizations that um were maritime they traded um mm. they had big big um um cities um mm. which you know um probably showed they had uh, the stories if you look at read the Ra- the rig vedas um yeah, okay. you know, they talk about um cities along um um the indus sarasvati which mm. we'll talk about a bit more yeah Um that were multi-story buildings had drainage systems, uh, um um and mm-hmm. yeah it, there was trades and all this kind of stuff as well so it seems like you know uh, you know and the thing is when people say advanced people are like oh are you talking about like flying cars and shit like that it's like <laughs> no no no
2: <laughs>
1: it's like it just means that you know relatively speaking they were yeah. they were advanced and the, you know i mean um, well, Romans, the, Romans yeah. were way more advanced than a lot of medieval cultures as well at the time, mm, right? So you would call them advanced as well. Yeah, so in the same respect, we we these these civilizations could have been quite advanced.
0: Yeah, I mean, from from what I've seen of the archaeological digs around uh, the Indus River sites in India and Pakistan, mm. they 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 had organized cities, um, mm. which is quite a lot. There was planning, you know. Mm. There was yep. there were road structures Roads. and yep. buildings which had purposes and designs, uh, ports, um, shipping routes, places to mm-hmm. dock things, domestication of crops and animals, and mm-hmm. and, and, and transport and trade. So they were there was even there's even evidence civilized. of ironworks, pre in I- Bronze Age. <laughs> That's yeah okay.
1: <laughs> in in India, in India, in India as well. So interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, there's, there's, yeah, people just, just think people don't, don't want to rewrite like history. You know, you have think, these kind of like, it's okay, we got, um, we got the stone age and followed by the uh, bronze age and then the iron age, yeah. Um, but you know, if you start to like try and stir these up a little bit, people are like, whoa,
0: uh, I think, yeah, but yeah, and I, I agree with you. Um, Just from my perspective, something Mm. that people, especially in the West, don't like to be stirred up and uh, is, is this perception, because, of course, a lot of, um, how do I phrase this, Mm. whenever somebody in the UK Mm. wants to root themselves in, in a into Europe and the origin of knowledge and civilization in Europe. And Mm. and that's, that's obviously a significant place to root yourself. They always, and makes sense why, look towards Greece and Rome. They'll name their children Mm. Greek and Roman names. They'll Mm. have things like pillars and stuff. I mean, apart from the grandeur of it, there's more to it, right? Um, Yeah. And read uh, Homer, read you know all these guys and 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 uh, from from like like you know roman and greek philosophy classics is what we call that as a general subject and mm. and and that's why and, and of course it feels weird when you say well pythagoras theorem was thought of first outside of you know Pythagoras' world, <laughs> you know, hmm. and and it, and it bit shocks people, and and you can tell there was um, a race. So also. It's, we have,
1: we do, we, we have these kind of like ideas that are basically yeah. ingrained into our our thought system, and people they won't humans yeah. humans generally they like they they're curious and they like to like idea of something that's so outworldly, but hmm. we're also very rigid in our frame of thought you know once people um try and um propose something which is um which goes against something that you've you know solidified an idea that you solidified in your in your mind like for years and years and years people generally are not too open to change that
2: Mm.
1: but there is obviously the side of human nature which is kind of curious and they like this kind of like like this kind of like um Outworldly, like almost, it sounds a bit crazy, but mm. you know, it can be yeah. quite interesting as it well.
0: It some curiosity, yeah.
1: Mm. But but that's usually, but the problem is that usually goes along with someone who is maybe not so knowledgeable. Like they they like the idea of something a bit a bit right. crazy, but that's because it's new to them, you know. Yeah. But if it's someone who's like an Egyptologist, who's yeah. who's that's his that's his profession, that's his study. If you like propose something like that, he may be he may find something fascinating about space or something like that, which which uh mm,
2: but he'll which a, an
1: astronomer would yeah. dismiss and say, No, 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 that's wrong. But then, you know, it's just like when you're when you're a profession, when you're when you're so knowledgeable in one aspect of something, then to propose something that's you know a bit crazy in the view mm. of or or a bit different, it just doesn't go down well, you know.
0: Right. But Makes we're naturally
1: sense. curious. About things we don't have anything idea about, you know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. are we able yeah. to pause? Because I need to go to
2: toilet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep that into the edit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, can you can, don't, don't, don't add yeah. it out.
2: You
1: can pause. Please go, and yeah. I'm just going to come back.
2: Three, one. Pause.
1: If I All if right. I hadn't gone if I hadn't gone to the toilet, I would just be thinking about needing to pee the whole time. So I'd right, well. be able to concentrate on what I want to need to say. I might just start talking about pee, by accident.
0: <laughs> Dude, it's recording. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um yeah. So yeah. I I I agree. I've seen it happen in, in also when I was doing a, and masters um people some people would propose alternative theories when they mm. came to uh so for example plate tectonics and the guys who were very very deep into that subject would just dismiss it out of hand to say mm. just and just even though i i think that's wrong because of course you're supposed to look at it on the validity of the argument not on your opinion of what's true and not true or or what might be your very 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 well-informed opinion but anyway Mm. new information come is is always going to be um initially controversial and you've got to look at it purely if you're professional just looking on purely on the basis of the quality of the argumentation and the evidence um and then incorporate it into the literature but unfortunately in any subject uh that's analytical history um, scientific domains too yes people um will dismiss yep. things out of hand because it's not part of their understanding okay exactly. um yeah so you know this
1: these these kind of like stories of floods mm-hmm. and, and everything it's just people would say it's just myth you know but mm. there's just so many stories of floods in so many cultures around the world mm. it's, it's 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 gotta there's got to be something to it right can, um
0: can, can i ask you about another flood story like yeah. Do you, do do you do you know another flood story? Because we all know Noah's Ark. Mm. <laughs> do you know another one?
1: Um. Well, I mean, from just I can only tell you what I've read, and I can't. Okay. The best way to really like uh uh know know these things is to really go there and then talk to these people. But mm. I haven't. I've only. I can only tell you. This is what I've read, um, so on that basis, you know, it's just you. Know, I'm just it's on trust as well, you know, whether that person yeah. has yeah. legit information or not. But or, supposedly, yeah. supposedly, the highest concentration of flood stories comes from okay, um, uh, Austronesian, um, uh, con- uh countries. Oh, that's of interesting. Fact.
0: That's an interesting that's fact. That's, so that's yeah, because that's, that's all, even more
1: interesting, right? Yeah, because, because yeah. And well, I think they're both excited. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: and generally, um they all ha they all um are stories of of um uh the flood happening from the sea.
0: Yeah. From because- the sea. Austronesia is that whole area, but essentially from Taiwan through the Philippines down to the northern part of Australia, which is now all islands, right? New Papua yeah, New so, Guinea. But back so then, Philippines, it was all, Taiwan,
1: all Vietnam, Thailand. You're going down uh, yeah. to sing, past Singapore, Indonesia, of uh, Papua New Guinea, and yeah, like very, the, very almost part of Australia.
0: Shallow mm. uh, land, and it's, it's it. I mean, we've known that for a long time. Just. Understanding the formation of the jungles over there, that it mm. it's been flooded, and what's mm. interesting is, uh, and yeah, they're, they're islands now, but they didn't used to be islands. You can see the connections in like the well, yep. biodiversity, whatever. But but so yeah, very very interesting that that place of extreme flooding is a place of the highest yeah. concentration of stories, but which also implies to me that there's a very good concentration of people to create those stories. Yeah, because well, I mean, how else? And
1: there are yeah. so what what's interesting is that there are stories of uh the lands of Cinderland okay Sunderland and okay. Moodaloo Wow okay so these are uh kind of like legends again but basically there was land Moodaloo land mm. Moodaloo was basically a um like their lost mm. lands uh that would have been all the way from Kyushu, Southern Japan, hmm. down Okinawa um, and Taiwan. Oh, wow. And connected to the mainland. And then Sunderland would be um a landmass basically which encompassed all of that the area that we just mentioned of Austronesia.
2: Hmm.
1: Um and and that these lands were uh swept away or or they were drowned. But we know from you know what uh, evidence that we have from uh, flooding uh, of uh, how much uh, ice was uh, was um, uh, melted after the uh, the ice age mm-hmm. that um, basically that that area was once um, land or what is now sea was once land mm-hmm. um, because after the order uh, that was in the ice shelf locked away and the ice shells, melted it was flooded, it was all uh, flooded basically and, do, and and apparently well mm-hmm. a, an area um a
0: landmass the size of india was lost <laughs> so mm. that's 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 a lot of land and it's do, a lot of land. do do we find um i've got two questions i come to mind. for one, one do do we find in the flooded parts uh, evidence of of like civilization that's been flooded like some structures or something that are in the flooded parts um and also mm. Did, after the flooding, did the Austronesians flourish or was that the end of them? Even if we can call them the Austronesians, whoever was there, that civilization that was there, did did things flourish or did they, did it all kind of stop? Did history stop for them? No, no, it
1: uh, it, it carried on. Um, (laughs) I mean, there's not much evidence of, of what was uh what civilization was like before the flood mm. right that we i mean we, we there are um some there's very little research that's done archaeological research that's done off the ah. coast right um yeah. but there are there is evidence of um of uh you know stone circles or underwater but there's not much that we can actually do to actually try and mm. identify but you know we were talking about um this uh, pyramid in Java, Indonesia, Mapedang, uh, oh. um, last uh, on the last podcast, which which uh, dates back from anywhere between fourteen 000 to twenty thousand years ago, which would have been pre-flood mm. as well. Okay, because because uh, well, I mean, there were, like I said, there were about three there were three major floods, but the most recent one was about five thousand six hundred BC. So if there was structure that goes back to 14,000 maybe 20,000 years ago that's pre-flood as well so it's it's there is evidence mm. there of of some kind of civilization as well um but then the austronesians we know that um
0: yeah. um they were very strong uh, big maritime, trading
2: big trading yeah cuz yeah. they they
0: turned up in the uh banana podcast um because mm. they they did a lot for spreading bananas basically to africa and uh, developing Modern yep. bananas, so so. To to the me- point first where to make- in
1: Uganda it's this- like uh, the, uh, the staple yeah. uh, food as well, right? Yeah, basically. So, yeah. Uh-huh. and and they even got to Easter, right? There's even the even yeah. suggestions that they got to the Americas because there. You see, you see, um, like I remember we talked about it before, but the Austronesian language, mm. um, there are a lot of similarities, um, all over, like between Taiwan as well, and all over Madagascar. the whole area, even Madagascar. The Austro- Even Austro- people, in which is there's some Africa. there's some similarities uh, by some tribes in Chile Very uh, to Austro- Austronesian language as well, but they, yeah. we know that they got to Easter Island. We know they got to
0: um, there's to some New genetic uh, pools as well of of yeah. This, this think, is what I think the inspired I think, the Contiki uh, chicken. Mm, I think there's
1: a yeah. chicken in Chile as well, which is virtually identical genetically to um, uh, Austronesian, uh, chicken as well.
2: Really? Uh,
1: and they were trading chickens as well. We know that as well. Um, yeah, because yeah, chickens are, yeah, from they were
0: Southeast Asia, India, mm. Mm. but, That's
1: um, very, and also clove Cloves was, uh, basically, uh, only, only found in one Island, uh, of near Papua New Guinea, but it's, you know, used, it was used, uh, historically in India. Do you know, you did a little bit of That's research true. of uh, ancient foods. I don't know how I how long clothes used in, in India, but that I was basically only did found a research. on one island. Um, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so okay, we we um, yeah. So there's there's a, and and I think there's um, uh, there's evidence of I think the oldest pottery uh, ever found. Jomon, Jomon, which is Japanese, mm. um, found in Kyushu, uh, is about twelve thousand seven hundred years old. Some very old um, stuff
0: nowadays. Wow. Uh
1: huh. Um, and and of course, there's you know that uh, that uh, what looks like a almost like a step pyramid underwater off the coast of Okinawa, um, which is argued to be a natural structure as well. But if you see if you look at it, it looks it looks very, mm. very man-made, like carved uh, purposefully. Um, so, mm. I mean, so it's it's there is you know a lot of um, and that's just that's just talking about the and that, we haven't even started talking about India yet, um, mm. which is also you know um, very potentially uh, yeah like potentially very very old as well. And in terms of maritime trade and seafaring, also as um, seems like just as advanced as the Austronesians were. I mean,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, he, to be able to yeah. get to the Easter Island and possibly the USA, you know, the level of uh, of um, skills that they need to be navigational skills as well, um, well and mm-hmm. the knowledge of uh, of uh, constellations <laughs> and everything has to be incredible as well, yeah. right?
0: I mean I mean we know for for sure that they 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 made it to Madagascar right I mean there are literally mm. austronesian people that live in mm. Madagascar tribes that are 100% austronesian related to Indonesian peoples and have the same language family, and everything mm. I mean, so just across the Indian Ocean um yeah and back and do that as a as you know and and, and do that for trade so you're constantly moving Yes, mm. you you do have to have some level of sophistication building boats and navigation. Therefore, some maths has to be involved there too. Um, mm. And 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 yeah, the for now the whole USA and South America thing, it's it's interesting. Um, mm. You know, it's interesting for sure. People are finding more and more evidence, but I, I have no idea how established it is yet. But people are finding more mm. and more. Like, as you say, these are like, well, um, the oldest. Little examples here I think, and there, everywhere. I think, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I mean, there's more and more um, um, like skeletal remains, fossil remains, maybe not fossil uh, that, mm. uh, that old, but um, of uh, humans um, in America, at least, I think, at least about 12,000, probably, uh, and possibly until like 30,000 years ago as well. Mm. Um, Yeah, I mean, they they, maybe they didn't have to sail across the Pacific, but they probably could have gone via the um, Bering Strait. I mean, the reason why a lot of uh, um, uh, like, you know, there's there's loads of islands, yeah, across the Pacific.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, Mm. I wouldn't Yeah, I, I thought that that's, that's the main way that they would have got to Chile is to cross the Pacific and uh, you can do that from Polynesia. The Contiki expedition was all about that. And they proved that you mm. could, they did it the other way around. They sailed from, I think, Peru to mm. Polynesia on a raft. Um, mm. Because there's there's some kind of idea that uh, people from uh, from South America came out to the Polynesian islands because there's some genetic groups of uh, South American genetics in the Polynesian islands and also things like um, I think sweet potatoes and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, um, which, which I believe comes from South America. Let me just double. Mm-hmm. No, no. Maybe, maybe that comes from Asia. Where, hang, hang on, hang on a second. Um, let me just verify this. Let's go. Origin of the sweet potato. Origin of the sweet potato. Just type into Google. Yeah. There's
1: also evidence of.
0: Oh yes, central and south. um, Central and south. So, so they found uh, purple sweet potatoes out in um, uh, Polynesia uh, in archaeological sites, which Mm. was very surprising because they. They come Mm. from Central and South America, yeah. It says archaeologists have found prehistoric remnants of sweet potato in Polynesia from about AD 1000 to 1100. Okay, so that's not super old or anything, but still before we think that um, South America and Polynesia had contact, you know, somebody had to cross the ocean. Uh, Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't the Europeans back then. No, definitely not. Yeah. And they probably were eating it for a while back before then as well. So yeah, mm.
2: I
1: mean, I mean, just the fact that Australia, okay, has been has been inhabited for probably around sixty thousand years. You know, so there must have been, even though the the probably the 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 land mass was, would have been greater. I don't think there was a there was a land bridge between at that time uh there would have to be some seafaring involved to get to australia as well and if it's, if it's if australia's been been inhabited for like 60,000 years it's, it's, uh, that's evidence of um seafaring ability a long long time ago tens of thousands of years ago i think there was even like evidence of um of um seafaring um community off the coast of Eritrea, like hundred and twenty thousand years ago i i don't really know i just that's what something i read in the book as well
0: that's quite it you see i'm I'm doing my uh uh mm, i doubt that because it goes against what i understand of history thing which is exactly how we started this conversation
2: (laughs) exactly yeah
0: well no that's
1: because that's because the 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 out of africa uh story's yeah. uh idea is that you know the migration happened about 90,000 years ago but the narrator isn't is in Africa anyway but i mean mm. um yeah so but then uh also i think there was human teeth found in china um also older than 90,000 years ago which is making some people kind of like revise yeah. or, or think maybe i wonder it was, how, maybe how those things were before, tested first, or, or, or a yeah. series or a series of migrations rather than just one migration.
0: Interesting. Or, tr- yeah. or, or maybe but
1: also in Polynesia we have there were maybe you know, there they were, weren't there were Homo sapien, Hobbit were like people as well. I remember, Devonian. yeah, yeah. It wasn't necessarily Homo sapiens, There were there were yeah. other other types of hominids. As
0: yeah, well. because I know the Tibetans are have a high level of I think what's called Desivonian. So you got the Neanderthals and De but so all these mm-hmm. other human groups that weren't Homo sapiens, sapiens. And we yeah. hybridized with them and depending on the part of the world, like in Europe, there's much more hybridization than Neanderthals. And I think Tibet mm. is with the DeSivonians. And I'm just wondering if these kinds of really old teeth and stuff are from uh not mm. from Homo sapiens sapiens, which is us, even though we're hybridized. No, it away, was it was probably. Homo sapiens. Homo sapiens H- sapien is all of us though. Homo sapien neanderthal list is Oh, the right, okay. mm-hmm. so okay. yeah so i, I wonder mm. Mm. it might have been a sapien but a different kind of sapien which i also think is very very interesting to, to think of a world in which we've hybridized with various other humans but um because yeah, they, they used to exist if there was
1: a world where the different types of humans you know? somebody was like oh or, hey, look at
0: that one <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's,
1: there were, well i mean there were there was we know that there were um kind of like I, I for lack of a better word, hobbit people. <laughs> hobbit people, in, um, yeah, in one of the Polynesian islands Pigmy. as well. Um, Pygmies, pygmy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And same, same. In uh, I, which was not they were not Homo sapien. Uh, well, yeah, they, they, they lived in well, caves or something. To
0: you. Well, they, they, yeah. they were probably a Homo sapien, but a different uh, the sub the sub is so we Homo sapiens sapiens that's mm. us, and then you got Homo mm. sapiens uh, neanderthals and various other ones and yes i think these pygmies they 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 basically just saw that they lived in caves and then eventually there's a flood and just washed them all out but um you know you do even
1: get but, stories like uh from like a not too long ago that uh, hobbit people or something that would come and take your babies or something so it's actually thought maybe they actually lived up until not too long ago but um no well,
0: hobbit people oh can't, can't believe you calling them hobbit people now but in in in, because mm-hmm. I think they were found in uh, somewhere around Southeast Asia, right? Whereas, yeah, you do get uh, various other forms of pygmies that are in Africa too, and they mm. are humans, human humans like us, Homo sapiens sapiens. Just the tribe has a particular genetic um, makeup which makes them all very very short. Um, mm. So I don't know, like if 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 these stories where they're from, do you know what these stories of like Hobbit people? Uh, coming to get your kids are from are they from like Africa or from
1: no, no, it's a it's one of the Polynesia
0: oh, right? So, you really could be if that's 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 wild if that's true. I've always wanted to meet another that's human not from book. I, 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 <laughs> no, I watched another, that on a TV program, game. okay? No, no, that was
1: it. That's uh, that's true. There's uh, um, genetic evidence, it's, it's they weren't they were not. Uh, us homo sapiens they were a different another, type okay. like like homo erectus or something like that okay or another type but they were smaller than us yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. genetically distinct from us yeah so and we know that yeah, curious us. and i um, think it mm-hmm. was like and yeah there's i think there's evidence that it was it was up until like maybe only like a thousand years ago but then there are like stories still mm. you know like uh these people even nowadays talk about like so, uh like these this this small person pygmy person might steal mm. your baby or something like that
0: okay i see okay I see. Mm. well i think that's it's, it's definitely interesting it's definitely opening to think that uh, there may well not may well it seems like there was um, a lot of civilization quite advanced mm. Mm. In Southeast Asia, what we call now Southeast Asia and Polynesia Mm. up to Australia uh, that predated big European civilizations, which is Mm. how we usually imagine uh, the first sophisticated, where where the first sophisticated societies were formed, right, was in Mm. Greece, Mesopotamia, even Egypt. These kinds of places by cases, thousands of years, by thousands, by thousands, of, thousands years, of years, which is mind opening. I think yeah. China did, did. Did inland China, like around the Yangtze, also have a lot of stuff at that time? Or is this um, a topic that? Yeah.
1: No, they were they were also kind of like uh, they they did, but they were not. Uh, there's no evidence of any kind of advanced race or anything like that. Okay. And then I think there was. On the coasts mm. of what was then um, mm. the coastland of China, because it would have been different now as it is now, but mm. it would still be an Austronesian. I think the Ch- mainland Chinese people had a name for them, which was like Yu, the Yu people or something, but they were Austronesians basically. Mm. They had okay. a distinct culture from the inland Chinese. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah like you know cuz they would talk about them having tattoos uh the the people that live along the coast the you people are having tattoos and living that's, in chambers i wonder what stilts.
0: this... yeah gone.
1: but that's the austronesian you know like it's like uh, same yeah. as in like uh, maori or or yeah. you know that that was their culture as well so that's you you, super you crazy. Have,
2: yeah hmm,
1: and living in them, um uh like uh, how like housing or uh, like that's raised, raised houses off the ground, like bamboo Mm. stilted uh, houses or whatever. That's Um, wild.
0: mm. That's why I wonder what the religion was too, because normally like the great civilizations have left behind some sort of religious touch, right? Mesopotamia. Well, it's become incorporated in Judeo Christian text. That's, that's, Uh, that's
1: that's, that's an interesting topic as well, because if you see similarities in gods and stuff like that, like uh, Aztec, Like, uh, I think, is it Aztec or is it Inca? Like, uh, the sun Mm. god is Il-Ra.
0: And
2: what is Ra in Egypt? It's Ra.
0: Okay.
1: Um, One minute. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, There's also... A little bit tenuous.
2: uh,
1: (laughs) There's quite a lot of uh, other ones as well. Um, You'll see that kind of that Ra word come up
0: a lot. Uh, Yeah, well, there's Ravi in... Rama, uh, Rama. Or Ramu.
2: Um yeah.
0: um, yeah, well, yeah, I think, I think, I think when we look at evidence of things like genetics and structures and buildings and things like that it's it's it's, it's 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 one thing but then when we start to compare names of like mm. double of like single syllable words um i don't know i don't I, I never i never feel completely comfortable with that because you know why i don't it's because indians do it all the time uh indians find a word that sounds like something in our language and then claim that we're the origin of that <laughs> all the time.
1: <laughs> but that, but yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, I guess that's because of, okay, so here we go. Um,
0: but of so course, Ra like, yeah. was
1: also the god of Polynesian gods um, yeah. as well. So you have like Indra, Ra, Polynesian god, also Ra, the Egyptian god, Indra. Um,
0: oh, okay. Indra,
1: Rama. The- Um, Yeah, Ilra was the Inca god. Um, So, I mean, okay, yeah. I mean, obviously, language changes over time, but it doesn't. It doesn't like. um, That's also a different kind of like topic as well, because a lot of people they would say how language um, is influenced heavily um, Mm. by invading forces as well. Mm. But I mean, if you really think about it, how like. How difficult is it to change completely a language? You need to get rid of, a, yeah. essentially, wipe out a whole. And that's why yeah. you can see linguistically similarities from Sanskrit to everything as well. But uh, that's 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 another reason also why um, Indian culture has been, or Indian history has kind of almost been suppressed as a as a um, as a kind of like cradle of civilization because there is this there is this um, myth. Well, it's actually. Taught in a lot of schools, even in India, of mm. the Aryan invasion that rather than out of India, it's like, yeah. like, uh, that's where that's why there are similarities in Sanskrit, and that's uh, um, it's that the Aryan invasion, happens, yeah, uh, whenever and and
0: so let's uh, introduce these, yeah, topics because now we're, now we're hinting on, yeah, uh, India. So, before it's, it's kind of interesting that potentially something that's connected by Egypt's not so far from India, uh, India, mm. P- Polynesia is not so We were probably trading. And then uh, there's some sort of link between Polynesia and maybe the ancient South American civilizations. And so, you know, like what, what I just, just so I don't sound like a Grinch here, what I'd like to see when, when, when we start talking about things like that um, to be convinced is like, okay, so there's more than one characteristic of the God itself. Um, that there's mm. other parts of the language which are connected and rooted, like like not just a single word for one God, but maybe a pantheon of gods and then some other concepts and, 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 and linguistic roots. Uh, mm. Then I start to think that there was a deep connection because otherwise it's like a single syllable word. And um, yeah, anyway, mm. maybe... maybe, maybe, well, maybe I, mean, still like, I mean, I can give you
1: there are there are plenty of other examples as well i i, yeah. I can only think of like some others where okay. um i think um the sanskrit word for like city or something is like well, that's, puri yeah. puri or something puri, which can uh, be seen in, oh, in singapore um,
0: oh yeah oh 100% uh,
1: even 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 in english canterbury
0: can- Can- oh really is canterbury part mm-hmm. of it Well, look that that that, that for me i mean i've mean, moving on to india is that makes a lot of sense because beyond be- more recently there was certainly mm. indian empires or civilizations if you know that that extended all the way down into uh i mean philippines down to java like the the biggest hindu temple complexes are in java uh right mm. down next to i guess the end of indonesia as close to australia as you can get so so and you know uh, angkor wat in cambodia was a hindu uh, mm. also complex wasn't there weren't indians there it was just the civilization had got there and cambodians had built this but as hindus um and so yeah mm. When it comes like Singapore, Singapore means a town of lions. Sing means lion, Pur means town. Singapore, town of lions. You'll see the script Mm. from the south of India looks very similar to all the scripts of all of Indonesia, Thailand. You'll see the dress of Thailand. You you see in Thailand, you got towns called Ayodhya, which is a famous. Uh, which is a famous touristic town for its temples but ayodhya is ram's birthplace in in and uh, which is ram is a hindu deity so there is a mm. really really deep a uh, connection but the time that mm. we began talking about this was from like it's so much further back um we're mm. talking now you know when we're talking about hinduism in in cambodia like hinduism has become the uh religion of the entire subcontinent and and it's expanding out <laughs> you know it's, it's 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 way more in the future but the time that we're talking about is before hinduism was even uh a thing it was all proto like also looks still, still proto-hinduism the I mean, Rig vedas was hinduism- written but
1: yeah, but, I mean, uh, look, Hinduism is based, it, It's like the most ancient uh, text, and which then there's a mm-hmm. heavy connection to Hinduism is the Rig Veda's, right? Rig Veda, well, and yeah, it's the base of all. It's Vedic the basis thinking. of Hinduism, right? Yeah. But then you know, like it's it's believed that the Rig Veda's were written like around two thousand BC, yeah, one thousand five hundred, two
0: thousand BC, yeah, something,
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: But then, like, and they I refer mean, to pa- pa- things that. Yeah, well, I think I think also
1: part of that is that we we exactly we don't really can say with great authority but this is how all the Rig Vedas are as well because I think also the one of the persons who who came up with that timeline um, we, was this kind of like German he was a German um, uh, Vedic scholar who was also you know like a Completely believed in the Aryan, uh, the uh, superiority of the Aryan race, and he was also a uh, a very devout Catholic who believed that the Earth was four thousand years old.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, maybe not the best. And, at, uh, was it like um, the the chronological order of events? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was not a German
1: Vedic scholar mm-hmm. called um, Max Muller, and mm-hmm. and he basically just he's he's the one that said that the. Um, the va- uh, the reveals are like 1500 bc oh, or something like that yeah and and basically at the end he kind of like near the end of his life he um denounced his ideas of you know the Aryan superior race and, all this what? Kind of so let's, and it was this 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 1500 bc <sighs> date was also just a complete guess as
0: well yeah um so, so let's get into this we, Aryan thing because i think it um it touches on a few interesting topics and here's a here's really curious thing is that mm. I was told when I was growing up mm. that I'm Aryan mm. and if you look at me mm. I'm brown You're with not. brown eyes and black hair <laughs> you know I'm what Hitler would have not considered one of his own <laughs> um, mm. but but yeah or Aryan and that's because um, uh, it's this for, for us it's not a myth there was there the, the uh people from the north of India are a mixture of these people that came in in their chariots and stuff um and, and there was a big war and that, that war's been documented as a Mahabharata and uh which is the longest scripture that we I think is the longest uh, piece of prose or poetry in the world mm. and um from that descends you know okay so so and and the Battle of Kurukshetra, which is where this conflict was supposed to have taken place, in this huge, um, uh, it is a place that you can go visit, it's an archaeological site. So, so that's the curious part. It's like I, my granddad wasn't exactly trying to get into my head that I'm more superior than Europeans. It's just like no, it was just that's what we are called. We we are Aryan or Aryan, mm. and um, and so okay. And yeah, so this the, is this is a. Origin of that. So so well, yeah, just, just to say that for, for a while, it's interesting this concept because a lot of people tried all over Europe um to claim it. So we're not really talking about history here, we're talking about people trying to claim uh the or their origin of their people, like Germans, Russians, many people. Why? Mm. Because I think when people realized that there was um artifacts being found all over Europe. That see, and and a language and uh, an original culture that um, had a religion that looked like something that the Romans had and the Greeks had. This came from somewhere. Where everyone mm. wanted to be the one that's rooted in that, so that they can be the 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 origin, right? And and there was a race. Mm-hmm. So so it's interesting how history is and politics. You know, history is mixed up with identity, and people don't mm. want their identity to be threatened. And quite a lot of times when we talk about things that uh, were advanced civilizations outside of what is considered the Greek, Judeo-Christian world, Egypt, mm. Israel, Mesopotamia, Greece. Mm. People freak out just, just, just to get back mm. to our original well, point. I mean, looks, that's
1: essentially yeah. the point of what we were talking about as well as well before. Because even, like you said, even as in as children in India, you're taught that um, India, are the reason why there there's lighter skin um, northern Indians it's and because of skin. invaders, yeah, and. Aryans. there was an invasion from from and that's why I still consider idea, Aryans to be someone outside of India, yeah, that
0: came in. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. Um, and that's why there's this um you know belief this your very eurocentric mm. um uh belief of ancient history and you know and that's and people even say the reason why there's so much similar similarities of between Sanskrit uh, with other languages, because it came from these invaders from the north.
0: Mm, but, yeah, exactly. I mean, because they had the proto-language, which then entered yeah, yeah. Greece and India, and India has mm. Sanskrit,
1: which is the. But if you, the thing is, if you look back and you look back and you try and look at these these cultures and, language, and the people yeah. that lived uh, that lived in you know these areas where supposedly there was an invasion from it's no similarities at all with the Indian uh, ancient history. Well, there was definitely Um,
0: like an ancient Indian um, Dravidian Indus Valley civilization, Mm. which had its own Mm. stuff going on. And that's Mm. supposed to have in my mind, when that river, the Indus, by the way, Indus for the people listening, Mm. is the origin of the word Hindu, I-N-D-U-S. and indus valley and india and all this yeah, kind of yeah. stuff civilization was supposed to be there and then when it dried up it all moved east across the ganges and then as it moved east across the ganges this original indian civilization it then met and got mixed with with mm. with with more aryan concepts which is why we have uh you know things like burning on a funeral pyre when you're for cremation on, upon death and the worms do that and the greeks do that certain Aryan gods which the romans and greeks had they exist in hinduism they used to be more prominent but now they're not um mm. so i've so, always answer a it, question but, yeah this is of course uh, in, my, the, in the
1: maharata do they actually yeah. talk about an invasion from um is it is it a clear like an invasion from like other people um from the north because in the rig Vedas when they talk about Aryans uh, Aryan that yeah. means not necessarily doesn't doesn't actually talk about skin color it, it, it more in talks about enlightened people or something like that right The really? division yeah. between light and dark uh, but not like color skin color yeah like more like good and evil enlightened and unenlightened, and, dark. And, and then and and then the idea of that the aryan invasion was just a complete kind of like fabrication or myth is is it's almost like it's because it's doing a disservice to indian history you know it's yeah, like interesting. you know this, it's 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 out this whole idea of uh out of india kind of like uh yeah it was just completely gone because your your history and your is gonna be related like, to something
0: that's uh Central yeah. European, whereas, Russian, European, yeah. Mm, Central Whereas Asian. the
1: Mahabharata as well. That 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 you know the, of course there were documents of documentation of these big the wars led by and there's you mm-hmm. do see all these kind of like chariot horses.
0: There are there chariots chari- and horses, and it's a fight mm, between two then, families then,
2: in and there's no Indian evidence families. of
1: any any European culture at the time. Yeah. fighting with chariots or horses. Oh, really? Um, like that? Yeah. So that's why you know it's it's like this. The, that, those battles are probably more something into uh, like the Indian subcontinent, um, because and now we can go on to like the so so yeah. a lot of the of the writing comes from the Rig Veda's, and then there are some post uh, post uh, uh, Vedic scripts as well. Yeah, um, but
0: a lot of archaeology.
1: All of them, all of them, talk about uh, in this, the the uh, seven rivers. Yeah, um, and um, the greatest one, the mother river being the Saraswati River. So now, now we know of uh, in India the holy river is the Ganges. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Um, but in the Rig Veda's the the definitely the most prominent one is the sarazati river mm. and there is a lot of uh um reference to great cities um all along the um um the the coast of um uh, of uh, the Sarasvati because like, you know, it yeah, was and the, at, at its widest, it was uh, apparently like up to five miles wide or something like that, which is huge.
0: And it came out in mm. Gujarat as well, from what I've yeah, been, yeah, yeah, what we call Gujarat.
1: And, um, and off the coast of Gujarat, they're starting to find um, cities mm-hmm. as well, underwater. Mm. Um, and, and dating back to something around like 10,000 years ago, or something like that as well. Mm. And, you know, what looks like evidence of ports and everything as well.
0: Yeah, no, no, um, no, no, just what it looks like. Like, seriously, what, what, what is, uh, what is there? What is there is these are ports mm. and um, quite an extensive, civ- quite an extensive set of civilizations that, uh, well, come on, like uh, towns and cities, which go all mm. the way from the, off the coast of Gujarat, all the way up, into the into the hit the Himalayas and Punjab and then actually across to Iran as well. So this is supposed to be like the biggest Bronze Age like mm. civilization. I think just Gujarat in, around that port area is supposed to have had like ten percent of the world's human population at the time, because that's mm. you know there weren't that many people in the world, uh, sure. But also just goes to show like how well it was doing. In, in order to sustain such a huge population in in, in such how, a small place, ten percent of the world's population.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So some of these yeah. cities were said to be like have fifty thousand people living them. Yeah, world. exactly. You know, and 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 there are, and I think the rupayas talk about many cities along the Indus Valley. They it's yeah. the Indus civilization. So the the Indus yeah. River um, flowed to the west of um, the uh, Sarasvatis. Oh, so it's
0: now it's clicking because because <laughs> the vedas talk about a river and and, and it changes over time goes to the river that ran to the mouth and then it slowly 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 changes and eventually they talk about the same river running into the desert and never making it to the sea and i've always wondered if mm. that was the indus if that was the original river because that's what i um that still runs to the sea but now now i it's think
1: uh, come up, some of Cause, the cause it i think dries out of the um, desert I think the Sarasvati is, um, the Rig Veda's talk about uh, post-Sarasvati after it dried up a little bit as well, Mm -hmm. but most of it is about a great river as well. So, and, you know, there is now evidence and and there's always been, you know, uh, talk about where is this? This Sarasvati River, like, why is it not here? Mm. Why don't we see it? We see, we know the Indus River, mm. but everyone keeps in the rig video, they talk, keep talking about this Sarasvati River, but where is it? And I think now um, from satellite imagery and um, uh, we can see that there was once a river there um, that dried up about 1,900 or 2,000 BC or something, 2,000 BC or something like
0: that. Interesting.
1: So obviously the Rig can't be only like 1,500 BC. Smoke and
0: fire, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah so, because the things that are referencing quite a lot of this is historic, yeah, archaeologically a lot, lot, lot older that we found. Right. So um, I'm sure
1: the Rig are a lot older than what we think. And because they they and the Rig you know, they 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 talk about um um, we can we can identify from the stories because um, they talk right. about like heavenly uh, movements and constellations and all this kind of they stuff. Do. And from that, we can kind of discern that they're much older as well.
0: Yeah, and exactly. Okay, cool. Very, very interesting. Um, mm. Well, I had a little look actually at what these guys were eating back then because mm. uh, I, I became curious uh, as because as you know modern hinduism advocates for nonviolence and therefore no eating of meat and so mainstream mm. hinduism especially in gujarat where these uh, ancient civilizations were mm. is super vegetarian um yeah and when did this transition take place because i thought it might have been from the beginning right like since the conception, this has been my people and their diet has been, and their philosophy has been this way. Not true. Uh, <laughs> they, they, In all those archaeological sites, they found um, a lot of evidence from, from lipid analysis, from finding fats uh, inside the urns. Many of the urns that they found are full of animal fats and um, especially mm. beef and cow. Uh, so they were beef okay. and cow. That was the preferred meat and a lot of the diet was supposed to have been based on eating meat um which is I think super interesting because and w- when, there when were was cattle this? raising the cattle raising from 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 these um ancient sites so this is we're talking about five thousand bc plus seven thousand bc mm. you know mm. and um they' Which, which I found fascinating because so, so they were they were clearly um, well they were, they were cattle raising civilization they raised cattle and so mm. and but they ate them too and so the question in my mind was when did this change to cattle raising for eating to cattle raising for milking Um and how did it become so mainstream uh, across across in, into Hinduism and apparently the transition was made in the Mahabharata, which was written much after, a long, long time after, I I think, way after the Rig Veda's, yeah. About, oh oh dear. They're written over a period of 600 years. Somehow I slipped my mind exactly when. Let me find out the age of the Mahabharata. But I think it was around 400 B.C., if, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, around 400 BC is when the transition took place. And this is the same time when Buddhism and Jainism and all these other vegetarian religions exploded in India too. And um, mm-hmm. and it was there was a piece of writing in the Mahabharata which basically said that there was a king who wanted to, you know, there was a, his, his people were in very, very hungry. He wanted to kill the cow to eat. However, mm. the cow turned into the earth uh, and, 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 or yeah, or the earth into cow, I can't remember, and said, hey, don't eat me, just milk me and I can feed, feed, feed your people for forever. And, um, and so that was one of the first piece, there's one of the first ideas uh, that's written, at least in Hinduism. And and and, and that, that idea is written around the same time as Buddhism and um, Jainism, and these other very vegetarian religions, popped up in india too so yeah it was definitely a transition away um from 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 eating meat for all of that time and that's when it began so the and and Mm. my i was just like kind of speculating that is this the kind of thing that we're seeing today so why would that happen around then well if you got three religions forming and 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 there must be a lot of people about but for two you know and and maybe they couldn't sustain eating beef. And so they went to becoming vegetarian, kind of like what we're asking people to do these days when it comes to uh, environmental issues, because we can't sustain the level of um, animal agriculture anymore. But yes, yeah, so I found that very interesting. So what's, what's, what's really interesting, again, going back to our original point of this podcast in a way, which is kind of like the uh, the stuck mindset people have when it comes to new ideas even in India. So uh, actually in, in Delhi, they wanted to do the government, I think, or, or a museum was putting on a feast with like one of the India's top chefs of the, uh, so the for the experience when it came to food, because they've got all this archaeological evidence now. And it's like, let's eat like the ancient Indians did. Let's eat like our ancestors did. How exciting, how fun, which involves like <laughs> meats, meat, fat soups and beef and, <laughs> mutton, this and that. And uh, it turns out in the last minute, they dropped all the um, non non-veg dishes, they dropped all the meat dishes. Uh, because yeah. of, again, it's oh, just surprise. too much for the Indian psycho psyche to think that our ancestors and we're indulging in a non vegetarian food, because it's so ingrained now the idea that if you're Hindu, and if you're vegetarian, and if you're Indian, yeah. if you're Hindu and Indian, you're vegetarian too um i i can't yeah. imagine
1: it i know i know a lot yeah. of uh like uh, uh friends you know who are vegetarian and hindu um just like the idea of eating meat kind of like repulses them
0: yeah and the other like, the other aspect of this is that when you think of yourself as a hindu you think of yourself as holding the line of an ancient civilization so it's then to think that your ancestors this ancient civilization isn't vegetarian at all they were eating meats beef soup <laughs> <laughs> which is like the most sacred animal yeah. it's, it's kind of like the complete opposite of, of how you would but, imagine I mean, yourself and your even
1: even back then i mean hinduism is quite a complex uh religion like even if, if, if like because so oh, yeah. it's just it's like a collection of these kind of like and stories and it's like india is such a multicultural country that yeah. it's even hard to like specifically say this is what Hinduism as a oh, religion for sure I'm, encapsulates i'm, I'm is, only using you know?
0: it as a word because um it's it's easy to communicate on the podcast using it but yeah the, the, mm. the, 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 the name for what what should i call the religions the vedic religions of india is the and mm. dharma and When the British came to India, that's when Hinduism was coined as a term because they were trying to box the religion of India in (laughs) the same way that they would box like Christianity, Judaism, Islam. It's very easy to explain, you know, one God, three books. Okay, that's that's pretty much it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And... And, and then they
1: came to Hindu the And India, they were like, they what the f- hell f- is going <laughs> on? Here?
0: And it's always emotion. There's there's no central text. Everyone's following, yeah, everything's always evolving in emotion in, in, in emotion. And so they just grouped this whole thing up as Hinduism. Now I would say that maybe you could say that the Bhagavad Gita, which is a one chapter of the Mahabharata, is the is the synoptic text, which you can and all Hindus kind of get the basic ideas of hinduism mm. from so it's a it's, it's quite interesting nowadays it's a bit more there is a mainstream you could say and it's like krishnaism in a way but um mm. but that's still just like me offering you some i i mean really it's still this growing mm. mass of philosophies thoughts ideas and there are mm. people Creating, so, they sure as we speak, there must, you know.
1: there must have been, which included you know, like Buddha a and Jain eating,
0: Jain. yeah. But I'm sure them, I'm, I'm sure Jainism yeah. is very old, isn't it? It's same same age as Buddhism, yeah, pretty much. Really, it came yeah. around the same time, uh, yeah, because both those religions rejected the core Vedic <laughs> tenet but, that yours you is
1: yeah. so ingrained Atma. in Indian culture, yeah. I'm sure. It goes back a long way as well because you know, like I said, that's why that's my point of bringing up the, the many many cultures and mm. you know there are how many languages in India? Like oh, three hundred something or?
0: I think right now the official count is somewhere around two hundred. It, it goes up and then the dialects, like uh yeah, yeah. T- up to two thousand. So, and yeah, and by the way, that then includes scripts, I, I, different scripts as well. Like you know, it's not just Spanish and Portuguese, or we can read each other's languages. No, it's actually we have different writing as well. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just to make it yeah. easier. I mean,
0: that's
1: that—that's the point that I was bringing up. I mean, I'm sure vegetarianism goes back a long way as well. And just to say, yeah. this well, it, our, our probably around 3,000 years. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. So, mm, yeah. Probably around 3,000 years. That's, I mean, on, on all other scales in this world mm. that's quite far back <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, of course. We're, we're, in, in our scale when we're going back to these civilizations like double that even triple that at times you know 9,000 well, we years ago about, yeah. Yeah. You, know, uh, yeah. you know and it's amazing that we can we can talk about the root of Indian to what it is to be an Indian today somehow rooted and directly in something that was happening Nine thousand mm. years ago, seven thousand years ago. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's quite. It's I mean, quite fascinating, and and how well. Yeah, well, how trade uh, even, from India even, would have inspired even, this, would have bolstered
1: up. Yeah, we didn't even really touch upon uh, Indian trade even that much. But, I, I think this I mean, is a good
0: place for your dad to come in next week. Um, if if he's, yeah, if he's so, happy because to. he probably can tell us a lot. We've now. set the stage pretty well, I think, for him to come I in and yeah you
1: can tell us exactly all the trade that was happening and how old it was and how long ago it was yeah yeah exactly yeah
0: all that stuff yeah i think so yeah i think
1: it's been i mean how how long have we been going on for it's quite Uh, quite a long one i think
0: i I have no idea i have no idea how long we're going to be going on for
1: but um, i was i was planning on going to brazilian jiu-jitsu and brazilian juice has already been happening for about 30 minutes now
0: <laughs>
2: so. so yeah we've definitely
0: um, and my wife's been hanging around the window time. like five times and i've just kind of ignored her. so <laughs> it's clearly there's an impatience clearly we've been pushing this uh I think so. <laughs> a little bit far
1: i think this might be our, our longest one yet
0: I mean, I've, I've locked we'll the see. door so that's probably annoying people as well they probably want to come in here <laughs> um, probably because this, is, this isn't our house right this is her granny's house and there's uh well 14 people here right now so <laughs> i've taken up a whole bedroom um yeah i think so yeah well well All right.
1: well then let's uh let's, bloody let's, uh, set the stage
0: yeah, yeah. Did, did you did you find it interesting definitely i th- i think i think this is a kind of topic which you also have to take slow uh is hmm. if you Je- yeah, and 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 I think you know you have to kind of, um, I I like the way that you introduced it actually with with the flood mm. stories and um, kind of yeah, building I up mean, the smoke, it, you know. It has to be. It has to
1: be you know like a, you have to be always be careful in the way that you you can't like just start talking about Atlantis or anything like but <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> you know um but it's it's rather than just saying Atlantis you have to say the flood sorry of flood yeah, the floods after the flood know, here comes the evidence, all this kind of stuff but i like but, it i mean yeah. introducing yeah, a new but, set I mean, of ideas is it, do you, do you agree with me or do you think there's
0: um not I think. Much, uh, I think no. I, I I think from what what I've heard from from today um, is that there clearly seems to have been uh, a lot of activity, a lot of quite advanced activity in the you know um, mm-hmm. in Southeast Asia, and that that's the big one because I don't have many references to Southeast Asia for mm. for me. Honestly, it's 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 well you have some modern trade between Indonesia and India and, 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 you know, um, Arab, you know, traders. Um, Mm. but when, when, when the Europeans got, I don't know, like I don't really have many references to that place. I have some ancient ones to Cambodia and to Thailand, Papua New Guinea right now is an island with tribes. Um, and to Mm. think, to re-imagine that area as an area of, you know, advanced. You know, organization, uh, yes. trade, maths, uh, yeah. something going on there, and 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 mm. and and then and then you then you think, oh well, there are people, like people in, that would, yeah, would
1: build pyramids like the one that they found in in yeah, um, Mount uh, Padang, Mount Padang. You know, it's, exactly. it's quite it's quite hard to picture it now, but we just have to kind of like. Expunge from our minds this this idea of this kind of primitiveness that we see with it, you know, because yeah. we are, we're such a Eurocentric place. But yeah. but then also we, it. it's because it's because we have to we have to we have to reimagine it because you know the world back then like they it wouldn't have been even those areas they wouldn't have been tropical areas at that time they would have been temperate areas <laughs> yeah, right because true. the climate was completely different then yeah the land was different all the
0: way down halfway through the u.s so it wouldn't even be able yeah.
1: to europe because it would have been it would have been covered in ice if it's it, if we're talking about pre-flood yeah. so the the climate there would have been completely different as well and it makes sense that's, it's that's like that you, have to, you have to you have to completely review uh, the mm. whole area not just not just um the lat- how much um of coastline there was or or where the coastline was then but you also have to re- like take into account that the climate would have been different
0: and yeah. then, and i think that's really the core theme of this podcast what it turned out to be wasn't wasn't as much about like a you know history at least for me it's actually about challenging our perceptions um exactly. and, and and training ourselves to like re-reimagine because even like I mentioned, uh, they tried to do the ancient Indian banquet in India, the Indians rejected mm. it. <laughs> you know, it's just mm-hmm. it's, it's just everywhere, you know. Our ability yeah. to assimilate what the past see, and it matters, the past matters because clearly it has an effect on our identity today. And and yeah. and the our ability to assimilate it, I think is it's interesting that we find that challenging. You know and I wonder mm. what other implications that has um, when it comes to in many ways connecting with other cultures even today, because you know if 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 people who have grown up in the West struggle to imagine other parts of the world had civilization that makes them equivalent because in, in a weird way, mm. we, we play this game, right? that yeah. we have we've had civilization for so long. That gives us some pride, and um, if you've had it for also that long, we should have equal pride in each other and ourselves. And that and that, that can be a weird kind mm. of conflict in our identity. So, so I, I I wonder what that what, what yeah what the implications there are um, of us struggling to assimilate what the world looked like in the past, the fact that other peoples had such advanced civilization mm-hmm. as well, perhaps predating our own. Yeah,
1: it's almost as if, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, people would think that it's almost like we don't want to believe it, because we don't want to think that, uh, you know, we want to have the kind of superiority, like feeling over, over people Mm -hmm. that we see as Uh, maybe exactly have as much interest.
0: And I mentioned Europeans, but I wonder, like, in the Japanese mind to think that the neighbouring Southeast Asian countries, you know, Mm. I wonder if that's easy on the other side of the world for it to be assimilated. These, 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 ideas too, you know? Um, mm. yeah. For the, these yeah. ideas too. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, I you think know, that's a good, uh, good, uh, good note to, uh, end on, you know, we have, I to, think so too. we have to open our, our perceptions to become a bit more open-minded.
0: Yeah, exactly. And also just got the, uh, Time sign from wifey over there. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, time sign. So, yeah, this yeah, time. yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a practical,
0: <laughs> as a practical uh, point to end this yeah. <laughs> this podcast. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's, let's 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 get your dad on the next one. Uh, um, okay. and let's, yeah. let's expand further into, 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 India and Mesopotamia and all these kinds of parts of the world. That'd be really fun. And then after that, we talk about the, the jungle experience, um, and walk people through all the audios that I took, uh, for in 24 hours of, of the jungle, you know, including sleeping That's out good. with, uh, with fires, nothing else. Um, yeah, awesome. cool. Nice one. All right. Catch you next All week, right, mate.
1: All right, I'll leave you to uh, repair things with your wife and then uh, I'm going to make some breakfast.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool.
0: And uh, see everyone else as well next next week on one of these podcasts. One of our conversations. All right, ciao, ciao.